Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Always shaking it up. That's what we do on this program. Nick, Don, and Greg. Don's Big Three coming up at 9.15. Morning Mystery Movie Club at 9.20. What's on the cut sheet, part 13 at the bottom of the hour. <laughs> Look, I don't... Hey, I'm not complaining. I love the cut sheet. There's like, I have like 25 cuts here. What am I going to do? I love reacting and riffing off the off the cuff. Unlike Kareem Jean-Pierre, I can handle it. <laughs> we'll get to that coming up. Also, what's on tap for the Dawn Show, as well as today in music history and who on Twitter today. Nice work, by the way, by Mike Opelka with uh, his artificial intelligence toys at home. <laughs> A lot of time on his hands. It was great. <laughs> Oh, what do we say we uh, go from the Chiefs to the Royals in honor of our fearless commander-in-chief? Uh, but what is Gavin Newsom, and what was he up to uh, all weekend long in Las Vegas with the Super Bowl? We'll get to that story coming up here in a couple of minutes. But I do find it fascinating when we talk about just the small margin for error for this upcoming election. And when you look at 2024, I think it's fair to say that it could be closer than it was in 2020. I forget, it was about 40,000 and change total votes. And when you look at all the swing states, I think it's fair to say it's going to come down to maybe two or three different states, maybe four. And I think it's going to be under 40,000 votes this time around. It would not surprise me in total from the popular vote perspective if this thing is 20, 30,000 votes at most to decide who gets to the magical number of 270 and beyond for electoral college votes and becomes the next president of the United States. So anytime we talk about, you know, Joe or Donald Trump uh, doing good with a demo or poor with a demo, I really think it's significant. And we know Pennsylvania is absolutely up for grabs. It is one of the most hotly contested states. And uh, Charles McElwee, who is the editor at Real Clear Politics, wrote a column for Politico, uh, and the headline reads, A growing Latino belt is about to reshape politics. And they talk about the ominous news for Democrats in Pennsylvania's Latino belt. And I highlighted just a little bit of this, and I think it's worth sharing with our audience here. Um, in the final hours before residents cast their votes here last November in Hazleton, PA, city of 30,000, in hopes of a third term uh, for one of the local mayors, this was uh, Anudi Ortiz Saiwan, uh, they talk about just the impact and the, sh- the shifting landscape and dynamics of Hazleton. If, if, if you've paid attention to local politics, according to Charles, as recently as the the turn of the century in 2000 latinos only comprised about four and a half percent of hazelton's population now 24 years later hazelton is approximately 60 percent or more latino and he goes into a breakdown as to why that matters and why that could affect democrats And I think, basically, you have a lot of people that relocate to America from Latin American countries that are capitalists at heart. They want to get away from, you know, the way their government operates. They don't like socialism. They're willing to bust their hump and work two or three jobs. They have unbelievable work ethics. So Charles goes on to say that Hazleton's stunning evolution is emblematic of something larger That's happening across eastern Pennsylvania. Latinos, the state's fastest growing demographic group, 
now comprise the majority or a plurality in a collection of historically democratic small and mid-sized cities spanning from northeastern Pennsylvania to the Lehigh Valley, once an empire of coal and steel, but now a global hub for warehousing and logistics, this Latino belt is suddenly poised to reshape politics in one of the most pivotal states in the nation. Charles goes on to say that in Pennsylvania, as in many other states, Latinos have traditionally voted Democratic by large margins, but in places like Hazleton and elsewhere in the Latino belt, there are growing signs that those habits are fraying. And in conclusion, he wraps up, he says, how this plays out in Hazleton or in the Latino belt's larger cities like Allentown and Redding, Pennsylvania's third and fourth most populous cities, respectively, is no academic question. More than 600,000 Latinos are eligible to vote legally in Pennsylvania, and that's more than enough to determine the outcome in a state that was decided by a mere 82,000 votes in the 2020 election. So, you know, we've talked about Trump's polling numbers in suburban areas with women. We've talked about his growing support with the African-American community. And we've seen some polls, especially nationally, where Trump is up a point or two against Biden with the Latino votes. If you're Trump, I'll tell you what, I don't know when the next time he's coming back to PA. He was just here Friday in Harrisburg. I might make Hazleton a stop if I'm Trump. Oh, he's de- on the on the tour. He's definitely going to. I mean, you would have to if you're doing this well, and this state is up for grabs, and you're looking at over well over a half a million Latinos in this state, and Hazleton kind of being the the Hispanic hub of the state. I mean, that's a, that's an easy ride right up what Route 80 or 81. It would be it would be campaign malpractice if that article was not on his desk mm-hmm. at uh, 5 a.m. this morning. You know what I mean? That's so, a very good point. Um, and you know he reads all all of these things. So yeah, if you think you have a, you know, you're chipping away at the Latino community, and again, I hate this. I hate putting everybody in boxes. I really do. Like, you know, to say that all Latinos vote one way, or all Blacks vote one way, or all women vote, I hate doing it. But, but you have to because it's na- our politics. But right? now we're looking at a, a time in American politics where people aren't staying in their supposed to box right yeah like we're seeing i mean we've seen politicians leave the democratic party to become independent we saw the mayor was it the mayor of dallas or austin that flipped from democrat to republican um i think in the middle middle of his term because he couldn't understand the lawlessness anymore or get behind any of the policies i forget the the guy's name i think it happened back in the fall before the holidays and you're seeing so many young men these days high school boys that are getting to the age where they're legally eligible to vote skewing conservative so you know i think we you know as time goes along here we're seeing so many people that typically have gone one way that are like i can no longer identify with that and you got to take advantage of it in every demographic that you can which is why i said earlier this morning if i'm trump i'm i'm leaving nikki haley and her husband alone i'm leaving taylor swift alone and I'm just attacking Joe. I'm in general election mode. And I'm going to the areas of the country in swing states that, you know, maybe spending a little bit of time in could absolutely be the the difference in you getting reelected. Like we've talked in the past about Trump and he said, well, I'm going to do a rally at Madison Square Garden, but you're not going to win New York. So, like, it's an ego boost. It's an ego stroke. Agreed. You'd be well off. You'd be there's far more reason to be in. Hazleton, Pennsylvania, 
than Madison Square Garden. 2016, what won him the election was immigration, obviously. But and eight but years later, here we he, are. He parked himself in the Rust Belt states. He par- he he lived in Michigan, Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, all of these states that are swing states. He lived in this area, and 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 he needs to do that again. Forget New York. Mm-hmm. Stay in Pennsylvania. Go to Michigan. Go to Wisconsin. Go to go to uh, Ohio. Georgia. Although Ohio is uh, is 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 more and more red. Yeah. So I think he's got Ohio. Yeah. One lock. Yeah. Nevada, Arizona, things like that. Those are the states. All right. Dawn's big three coming up here in about five minutes. Let me wrap up with you know all of the lurking around shadow campaignish type stuff that Gavin Newsom continues to do so california governor gavin newsom was seen this weekend hobnobbing with billionaires in vegas ahead of the super bowl uh the daily mail with the headline saying as speculation mounts over joe biden's future sightings of newsom have fueled speculation that he has his eye on the white house joe biden of course was branded senile in a bombshell special counsel report last week the california governor seen as a strong contender for the democrat nomination so he here he is and they've got a daily mail at times can be like tmz with the way they photograph things and track people down they do a great job uh and apparently gavin newsom was with tom brady which i find interesting because brady's a maga republican and a trump supporter uh so that was interesting you know that for a fact um i mean i've seen him wearing the hat yeah because he's because he golfs with trump i think but do we do we really think tom brady is a maga trump supporter i don't you don't think so Uh, not in the least Awesome. Not in the least. You I think, think he's a Democrat? I do. I think that yeah. he knows Trump, and I think he likes Trump, and I think he's probably played golf with him. But if you're asking me if he's ever voted for Donald Trump, I'm I'm almost guaranteeing you the answer is no. Well, v- voting Trump and being a supporter of his and wearing his stuff, I think, could be two different things. No. And I think he voted for Trump. I do, too. By the way, he has he worn it, or was it was it seen in his locker? I like somebody he, gave it to him. I think he wore it when he played with him in the golf outing. Yeah. Wasn't it? It was, um, I think it was Brady and Trump against Aaron Rodgers and if, I forget who the other person was. Okay. You, you know the stuff better than I do, but if you, if there's some screenshot of him wearing, that's not doctored, of him wearing a Trump hat, please show it to yeah, me. Yeah. Because no, I, I would love to see I it. am very skeptical. And the other thing, too, is, you know, Aaron Rodgers being a conservative. Aaron Rodgers was on, was on Joe Rogan's Yeah, no, podcast, Rodgers is not a conservative. And he basically endorsed RFK Jr. Yeah. Oh, you know, Rodgers is absolutely, I think, an independent. I think he's... I actually think Aaron Rodgers is identical to Joe Rogan. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably yeah. a registered Democrat or independent who likes a lot of what RFK says. Yep. But I actually think... So... Uh, now that we're down this rabbit hole of quarterbacks and <laughs> politics, do you think Rodgers, when the general election comes, do you think he's at? Who do you think he votes for? RFK. Okay. If RFK was not in the equation, do you think he would vote Trump? Uh, probably. Okay. Joe, I, Joe Rogan the same way. Yeah, Joe Rogan absolutely the same way. I, I think Brady's. I think Brady's all in on Trump. Nope. I just don't think he'll ever say it until he's because think about this. What's Tom Brady angling for? He's already got the position. He's going to be the lead broadcaster on the NFL on Fox next year. And there, and even though Fox Sports is owned by Fox Corporation, they don't want Fox Sports being branded as conservative. Mm-hmm. So he's never going to come out and publicly say it. But I think if you got Tom Brady off the record, I'd be like, hey, are you, are you a Trump voter? I think he would say F yeah. I disagree. All right. 
855-839-1210. So Gavin Newsom was seen with uh, not only Tom Brady, but he was a surprise guest at Fanatics billionaire Michael Rubin's Hot 100 luncheon at this real upscale restaurant at Palazzo Hotel in Vegas over the weekend, uh, which, by the way, you can get a ribeye for $99 if you if you care to shell out 100 bucks for a steak. $57 for lobster and scallop linguine. That actually might be the bargain price right there. That might be the, the option I select. Uh, he was also seen over the weekend with other indignitaries that include Kevin Hart, Gabrielle Union, Miles Teller, and others. This, while he was at lunch, his office released a statement uh, announcing a crime crackdown in Oakland, California, which we know has turned into an unmitigated disaster with theft and uh, ATMs being looted and robbed, all the big type of box stores that have had to close up and protect their items. And cynics believe that Newsom, since he's plotting a run for president, now needs to crack down on crime in these next couple of months in the Bay Area where lawlessness has run amok if he is ever to be trusted to run the country. So you put it all together. I I have to imagine, even for a guy like Gavin Newsom, you plan out your Super Bowl trip probably at least weeks, if not months, in advance. But I think it was smart of him to be seen at the global stage that is the Super Bowl following the terrible PR that was Joe Biden, because we all know he wants it. And it's just a matter of when somebody greenlights this. But if I'm Gavin Newsom, that was a very sound strategy to be seen with all of these people. And you can bet that he was probably talking about these people or with these people about things such as, you know, the upcoming election. What are these people hearing? Because the Democrats love celebrities. I mean, let's face it. You know, the, the Taylor Swift thing, they love it. Kevin Hart, Gabrielle Union, Beyonce. They, they love to be in that little circle of power players in the entertainment world. So I thought that was a really sound move by Gavin Newsom, and it is the worst-kept secret. i got to think he's probably... Is he married? Or did, he got remarried, right, Gavin Newsom? Newsom, yes. Because I, I remember the story of, what was it, his ex-in-laws moved to Florida during the pandemic. I think it was the, uh, the ex-in-laws from the first marriage that he had that moved to... I thought uh, it was his current in-laws. Was it his current in-laws? I didn't know if it was his current or his past ones. He's got to be at the point where he's telling his wife, like, it's not a matter of if, honey. It's a matter of when. Did you just see what happened this past week with Joe? So you know he's, he's, he's been in the bullpen for a while, tossing it and stretching out the arm, just getting ready for the pitching coach to give him the signal so he can trot out of the bullpen. I think it's only a matter of uh, uh, when, not if, at this point. So... Uh, pass that along. By the way, Tom Brady was quoted as saying, political support is totally different than the support of a friend. Meaning Trump. Yeah, he's a Trump voter. He's I not. Have, I have no He's not. I think he's he friends with him. By the way, the smoking gun uh, said, uh, had like a, a, a screenshot of his voting record and he said that he, they said that he's barely voted since 2000 and he registered as an independent. Not that that means anything, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been too obsessed with football for a quarter century. Excuse me, undecided. Undecided. Okay. And it was just a make America great hat in a make America great hat in his locker. Mm. So he was never actually wearing it. It was just in his locker. Mm. And he said he's been friends with Trump Trump. Not that it matters. I just yeah. the, this whole narrative, you know, that he's he's a he's a Trump voter, I I think is wrong. Okay. 
I just think that he's not a political animal. He wants to play all sides, and he so well, he, he's smart. He, I mean, really, it's smart. The second the second he does that, he's going to lose half of his you know half of his base, half of his followers. They're going to be ticked off at him. Especially going into the last thing Fox wants is him stepping into the lead analyst role on NFL Sunday, being known as a Trump supporter. Does he? Is it Fox for sure? Yes, he's it, gonna is, be, he's it gonna, is confirmed with Fox. He's going to be replacing Greg Olson, which has a lot of people mad. But he'll be better than Tony Romo. But we'll be sick of all of them because they won't talk about the Eagles in the right light. All right, so there you go. Nine uh, seventeen. Let's get to a Don Stenslin big three at nine. It's the big three and nine on Kale and Company. Big three at nine, sponsored by Wawa. So, number one, and this is news, other news of the day, right? Number one, let's go to Uncle Joe hits TikTok. Yeah. President Joe Biden's re-election campaign launching, officially launching an official TikTok account. It's noteworthy, of course, because TikTok is currently banned on most U.S. government-issued devices, but... Joe Biden, his campaign, there it is. Biden campaign advisors confirming the TikTok account is part of an effort, they say, to meet voters where they are. Mm-hmm. President Joe Biden's reelection campaign officially doing this late last night with the handle, little at sign, Biden HQ. So it debuted last night during the Lunar Near, <laughs> Lunar New Year celebrations in China as well as during Super Bowl 58 in the United States. Okay, so Joe's on TikTok, and two or three months since Vivek Ramaswamy said it would be very smart for the GOP to be more actively involved on TikTok, um, has any has has Trump or Nikki Haley gotten on TikTok? Has the GOP, has the RNC, or do we just throw out these ideas and don't act on them, and then Democrats do, and then we'll lose again? That, 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 that's my sense. Vivek, get on TikTok, Republicans. Nah. Republicans lost. It was stolen. It was rigged. Mail-in ballots. <laughs> telling you. I'm telling you. It's going to happen again. This this upcoming fall will be a repeat of four years ago. And we're just going to have the same people with the same talking points. By the way, I will never be on TikTok. But the GOP should be. <laughs> well, Biden, you know, here's the ironic part, if you will. Biden signed le- that legislation barring most federal government-owned devices or employees from ever using TikTok. It was part of his massive omnibus spending bill and at the time represented a major win for the China hawks or overseers in Congress after they pointed out a wide range of security concerns of TikTok. But Joe Biden, his campaign is on TikTok. We do have alerts, multiple alerts, and these alerts are growing as the morning continues from the National Weather Service about the first winter storm of the month, starting as rain and then changing to snow. So the forecast in our big three, because it looks like it looks like this could, for many of us in the region, be a significant weather system moving through. So today becoming cloudy, high of 50 degrees. Enjoy the warmth and the nicer weather because by this evening, the rain develops and as the temperature drops, that's the concern here. So the National Weather Service issuing this winter storm warning in effect from midnight tonight all the way till 3 p.m. tomorrow with heavy snow expected in some areas, okay? So four to seven inches, but keep in mind, they're talking about higher elevations. Northern Hunterdon County, for example, New Jersey, 
Hunterdon in Pennsylvania, Berks and Upper Bucks counties, you're looking at potentially significant snow. So that's that's the real watch point, I will say. But particularly heavy snowfall will be possible around the time of the morning commute for those areas north and northwest that I mentioned. For the rest of us, it seems like an inch per hour. But for us in the city of Philadelphia, we because it gets too warm, we turn rainy. So look for a sloppy. They're calling it sloppy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> sloppy Chris Christie. <laughs> oh, man. So think Chris Christie. Oh, come so, on, Don. For the morning commute. Are any, are any, he played it. I know. <laughs> are any of us leaving earlier than normal tomorrow morning oh, yeah. to head in? Yeah, I will be. Yeah? Just to be sure. All right. Because even... Remember what time we start, guys. I know. And that's that's just it. For us, it'll... It's seems like it'll be rain but i just don't trust i don't trust it that's no. the point that's I, the I just don't trust other drivers that's my thing somebody will screw it up and cause an accident and then we'll be getting in here at you know 551 which i hate <laughs> i need to be here at 515 <laughs> i can't be frazzled yeah so you, you were here earlier than that this morning because yeah, i got I was here like 506 yeah i was gonna say yeah i pulled in at, at 510 and i saw your car i was like wow yeah i need a life no, it's good. I'm no, it's good. I'm glad. So overnight, looking at you know tomorrow morning, if we look at it, the low is the problem is 30 degrees. So around the time we come into work in the wee hours of the morning, that's 30 degrees. So that's when you could see some slipping and sliding. But we do warm up to 42 degrees. So as the day progresses, no worries for closer to Philadelphia. And then for Wednesday, bright sunny skies, plenty of vitamin D for. For you, Greg Stock, just for you, the vitamin D. Thank you. But only 39 degrees for your Wednesday, Valentine's Day, as we were. So tomorrow, by the way, well, I'll get to this, but but Wednesday is the first day of Lent, as well as Valentine's Day. So that's nearly 40 degrees, quite chilly. Thursday, we start a little bit of a warm-up, 43. But the nice piece of it, we're out of the precipitation for the rest of the week through Sunday, but low 40s through Sunday. So I'll just put that. We just have to get through the next... 24 hours which brings me to fat tuesday ah yes so the start of the lenten season the sacrifice before easter so tomorrow is fat tuesday fosnox fosnox am i saying it correctly fosnox fosnox yeah not hard i can't speak the yeah so it's pennsylvania dutch obviously looking up toward the lard the german meaning of night before the fast and so so many of our bakeries have those delicious pastries Mm. They're so yummy. If I find some, I will bring some in. Yeah, you won't. You lie. I will if they, yeah. they're usually sold out. We're like still waiting. Bags. We're still waiting for our what a crock meals. I, yeah. Can I tell you something? I just went on what a crock. Okay. I just mm-hmm. put in code WPHT for 10 bucks off of my what a crock and I yep. didn't order. All right? All right. So get off we'll, my back. We'll be expecting some what I tomorrow? will bring some. Okay. Yeah, well, in the meantime, I'll just eat those MREs. <laughs> Not as good not as, as good what a crock yeah. or the bakery goods. What a crock! I did order. I didn't realize they have that molten chocolate dessert too. So if we're all going to do Lent, we have to give up chocolate. Yeah. You Bring know. some in. All right, I will. Thank I you. just ordered it. I Thank swear you. to God. Thank you. All right, I got to talk about Wawa. Yes, Wawa's new snack and go wraps because Wawa is our sponsor right now. Wawa's new snack and go wraps make any snack time better. Try a built to order snack. And go wrap today with flavors like buffalo or honey hot chicken. Honey hot. 
That's like a nice little nickname, yeah, Honey Hot yeah, Chick. Yeah, I was called I was called Honey Hot in my teens. Ooh, yeah. Honey Hot. Yeah. <laughs> honey Hot Nicholas Kale. Yeah. Ooh, Buffalo or Honey Hot Chicken? Only two dollars and forty nine cents. Got to have a Wawa. Thank you, Wawa, for letting us have some fun with a Honey Hot Wawa. This is Kale and Company Big Three. All right, thank you very much, Dawn. Nine twenty four. Thank you, Honey Bun. <laughs> Nine o'clock, we're punch drunk. Yes, it's we unbelievable. are. It's only a Monday. <laughs> I know. Well, we have a three-day weekend coming. Oh, up. yes. Thank God. You, so if you think we're bad now, wait till Friday comes. <laughs> Friday, we're not going to care by 8, 8, 10. Next, next Monday at this time, Sean Farash will be co- uh, guest hosting. Guest hosting. Kale yeah. and company. President's All Day. three of us will be off. Yeah, President Trump will be hosting here on President's Day. It's a big, it's it's a big so get good. by us. It is. Yeah. All right, 925. Let's get to our morning mystery movie clip. And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kalen Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Pineapple and olive. Sweet and salty. Is that brown crust? Uh, God, I hope not. Um, oh, man, look. This is about that poker game. I told Howie. I told him. I told him about that. Okay. Uh, look, just uh, take a, whatever you want. Thanks. Sir, before you do anything to him... You mind if I get a, a big tip? <laughs> Jeremy, is it? Mm-hmm. Wade, yeah. Wade Wilson. That uh, is is a no go on the tip of Rougier. I'm not here for him. I'm here for you. Oh. Okay. Wow. Well, dodged a big time bullet on that one. Not out of the woods yet. You need to seriously ease up on the bedazzling. They're jeans, not a chandelier. Yes, I'm keeping your wallet. You did kind of give it to me. Think you know what it is? Call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. Ah, all week long. How about this? A digital movie download of Air Force One Down. On her first assignment aboard Air Force One, a rookie Secret Service agent faces the ultimate test when terrorists hijack the plane, intent on derailing a pivotal energy deal in select theaters February 9th, 2024, and available to buy on digital on February 13th. If you are caller 12 with the correct answer to that clip at 855-839-1210, get our winner and what's on the cut sheet part 27 when we come back (laughs) on this Monday morning. But first, men, you probably wish you were feeling like you were 27 again, right? You didn't have some of those issues? Well, I've got the solution that'll make you feel 27 again, and it is Blue Chew, the Blue Chew tablets. It's a performance enhancement for the bedroom that will have you knocking it out of the park, and it'll help you gain that extra confidence come game time. And it has the same active ingredient as Levitra, but a more cost-friendly price. I mean, who would turn down that, right? Blue Chews, they have licensed medical professionals that are going to work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. If swallowing pills is not for you, well, no problem. Their tablets are chewable. And how about this special offer for my listeners right now? Try Blue Chew for free. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com, enter the promo code 1210, Pay the $5 shipping fee, and boom, it's yours. Before you know it, you'll be called Honey Hot once again. Discreet delivery, no in-person conversations, and that special someone will thank you for bringing back your prime. BlueChew.com, promo code 1210, made in the USA. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Monday morning, the segment brought to you by COSA. 
Have questions about aging? Well, the Biden administration does. The Delaware County Office of Services for the Aging or COSA can point you in the right direction. To see how COSA can help you or a loved one, visit delcosa.org. COSA is supported by Delaware County Council. 855-839-1210. We have Francis in South Jersey who has won the Morning Mystery Movie Clip Prize this morning. Francis, good morning. What movie clip did we just play for you a few minutes ago? Good morning. That was Deadpool. That is correct, Francis. Congratulations. You have won the digital download to Air Force One Down. We appreciate you listening, and thank you for playing, Francis. Awesome. Thank you. You are welcome. Francis, in and out, just like that. Did you guys see the uh, the trailer for the new Deadpool movie? I did yeah. not. You didn't see it, Nick. Or uh, Don. Yeah, I did not, yeah. Did you watch the Super Bowl? No, no. Is there I, anything you can comment on the Super Bowl that 90 million people watch? I saw some commercials. I thought the halftime show was uh, eh, okay for Usher. Not a big Usher fan. Oh, and, uh, what? Yeah, I'm not an it Usher was fan. phenomenal. I didn't say he was bad. I'm just not a fan of his. He music. took his shirt off. I don't like. Well, the he's been working yeah. out. I, I, I mean, he's always been. He's always. Been yeah, bad. he's. Yeah. But he was. Look, he got better with time. Oh. Usher was, you want to pound it and do like a trial run? I mean, Usher was... I don't like acts in the last 25 years at the Super Bowl for some reason. I, I think it was the... Uh, was the uh, was the nip slip that did it for me with Timberlake and... Um, was it Janet, Janet. Jackson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I like when they go back and they bring out the Stones or ACDC. Which just or, launched a European tour right now. Yeah. Today. And they just their new album just dropped this yeah. past summer. We're in a great spot for the Stones. I I, I, th- I like when they're in the in the seventies or the eighties. The modern day act, which by the way, do we know who the act will be next year? Have they unveiled that? Don't no. they? I thought they usually announced that on Super Bowl Sunday they for don't. like a year out. No, I mean no? Jen Stefani was kind of teasing it. Then people were saying, "Will it be Taylor Swift?" So they were kind of having oh no, fun we, can't, with that we, one. we can't do back to back Swift Super Bowls. My God, one in the box and one on stage. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so I, I, we got to go away from the pop music of today, or I guess Usher would be like the last 10, 15, 20 years. But. All right, 937, let's get to uh, round number three of what's <laughs> on the cut sheet. What's on the cut sheet? I do. What's on the cut sheet? Part due, sponsored by Turn 7 Liquidations. Overstock emergency, Turn 7 must liquidate to the bare walls immediately. No games, all name brand merchandise from the biggest online retail- retailers. Sacrifice up to 90% off, Turn 7, Philadelphia Mills, Morristown Mall. Hurry! Turn 7 liquidations. Thank you, Turn 7, for sponsoring What's on the Cut Sheet. Part 2, Part 3, wherever we're at. I don't know. Uh, tr- uh, not Trump. Biden's lawyer. <laughs> Trump's lawyer, Biden's lawyer. Who's on first? It's What's like, on oh second? Who's been indicted? Who's charged? Who took documents? It's the president's lawyer, the former president's lawyer. Okay. Uh, the former president, the president's lawyer, Bob Bauer, was on Face the Nation over the weekend talking about the special counsel's re- report, special counsel, report, uh, hers report on the senility, 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 yeah. Senil- on, I think on, that's correct. Senil- Joe Biden, yeah, whatever. Um... <laughs> He said that he recalls, because he was in the room when this happened, and t- to be honest with you, what I-, I don't understand, if they're disputing what happened, I'm assuming it was, there was a transcript, right, Don Stensland? Yes. I'm assuming there was a video, because it was a deposition, yes. right, Don Stensland? Yes. Okay. So, why don't they just release that? 
I have no idea what the motives are behind all of this, other than they just shared us. They just shared the facts, and people are bent out of shape. And I like when the facts come out. Uh, let's do. Let's start with um, cut twenty. Cut twenty, Phil. Go. You say misstatements of fact. You were in the room. I was for this deposition yes, over two days, five hours. Correct. Did the president have problems recalling details? I recall from that interview a president who engaged with the questions very directly and gave his best recollection, and in fact, I think was quite helpful to the special counsel, who elsewhere in the report actually cites as compelling and forceful one piece of that testimony. Let me tell you a striking sort of vignette, as I recall it, from the interview. The special counsel opens by thanking the president for making the scheduled appointment. Mm -hmm. It could have been rescheduled given international events. And he makes a point of saying we're grateful that knowing what else is going on in the world, that you kept the appointment. Should it have and, been rescheduled? And then he proceeds. I'll address that question as well. Then he proceeds to say, I'm going to be taking you through events that are many years ago. Mm -hmm. He flags that. So all I can ask is your best recollection, and that is precisely what the president did. He engaged, he answered the questions, and the special counsel's decision to cherry-pick in a very misleading way some of the references that you're discussing here is an example of what I call a really shabby work product and completely out of bounds for a prosecutor. I should mention also, Margaret, the special counsel rules uh, do not exempt the special counsel from DOJ norms and policies. In fact, they specifically hold the special counsel to DOJ norms and policies. All right, that's total spin from Mr. Bauer, because if you, if you listen to the way he's framing it, Joe's best recollection, it, he does not say an accurate recollection or a um, you know anything to point to the fact that he was nailing the questions and answers. He did it to the best of his ability, which I think... What we see in public, the best of his ability is completely losing his train of thought, speech impediment, the slur. We know he's had that for a long time, the lisp, things like that. Um, and then uh, obviously the physical stuff, up a step, down a step, on a bike, off a bike. So you can frame it any way you would like. But here's the, here's the question, and we I, this is probably my fault. I should have asked this question earlier in the show. I think I know what the answer is, but it is, I think, at least worth framing and throwing out once. Now that we've had Merrick Garland investigate Trump and Biden, are there anybody in the Trump camp today that is sitting back and saying, hmm, maybe, maybe they're just, maybe Merrick Garland is just trying to obliterate both of these guys? Has that thought crossed your mind? Because we always said was two tier justice system. And I, I believe there is a two tier justice system. I think the evidence speaks for itself. But in this isolated moment, it looks like Merrick Garland biden to task just like he would trump okay no i i mean i think ultimately i think that biden was given a pass that's that's uh, you consider this a pass i think this is damning against him i think that he should have been charged oh if, yes, if they're yes, going to yes, charge that's right. what i meant wait lost in all of this is there is no charge right we're so caught up on the mental stuff and the yeah. way they positioned it yeah you know right so, there, in other words, they're saying that he deserves to be charges, that he did something wrong. But what they're saying is that because, essentially, he's, too he's, old not, he's too old and feeble and he's not fit to go on trial uh, because he wasn't reliable and, and genuinely was just so not with it. Yeah. But ultimately, I thought that was no excuse. Yeah, that's I thought a good for, point. Right? Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, basically, Garland wants to imprison Trump and then send Joe to a retirement home. It's basically what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And in particular, when you have a case where, I mean, today they just showed the Trump uh, motorcade just now as as he's answered. He's he's uh, in court after all weekend campaigning. Trump is back in court. This is over the documents at Mar-a-Lago. Right. And so to me, it just just charge him. Yeah. I mean, even if it's a lesser thing, if you've got one past president who did this and then you've got somebody else who wasn't even president some of these documents that were taken were when he was a senator and to say well he once he knew he had them bs you didn't know you love that corvette you're going in the garage like come on it's such a joke it's pretty well established that he 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 saved what he saved about afghanistan for his memoir to yeah. prove that he was right, right about the whole Afghanistan and He's going to shove it in Obama's face. Exactly. Which, does, which, by the way, I'm not excusing mm-hmm. what he did. Right. It's, 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 it's egregious that anybody kept anything. Mm-hmm. But, but they're, allowed, they're all allowed as president, though. They just yeah. have to go through the proper protocols, but they're all allowed I think to by keep and large, stuff. Though, I think most Americans, their eyes glaze over when we hear about classified documents. All right. right? Real fast, let me just play this last thing because then we have to break again. About uh, there are transcripts of this. This is this is what they should do if he was, you know, clear clear minded and clear headed, and they're exaggerating. What then? Release the tapes, right? Yeah. Margaret Brennan asked him about this. Cut twenty one. Phil, go. So, what you're talking about and letters you've released make it sound like there are indeed transcripts that you have of these conversations over the eighth and the ninth. Yes, I'm drawing here on my recollections, but yes, there are transcripts, and as you heard, um, Ian. Sam's in the press briefing room say, you know, there are discussions underway because it's a classified document about mm-hmm. what could or whether will be or when released. I can't add anything to that today. Do you favor releasing them? Well, it's really a decision that has to take place within the government. It's a classified document. Counsel, I'm the president's personal counsel. Right. Would you recommend yes. that these be made public if they indeed back up your personal record? Again, there's a process underway. I'm not a specialist in that process, okay. and so I really have to defer to those who have to work through those issues. Oh, Are so you, you're his personal counsel, but you can't really speci- uh, specify. He's, he's completely stonewalling it. Yeah. There's yeah. zero chance they're going to be ever be released. No, they don't want that out there. They don't want it out there. Of course not. So therefore the special counsel's report is correct in my opinion if they're not going to say release the transcripts or whatever yep what a facade all right 945 we will come back and find out what's on tap for the dawn show as well as today in music history and who won twitter today it's kale and company Final segment coming up next, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And you know my kitchen is the heart of my home. It's truly the centerpiece. If your kitchen or maybe your bath is outdated, you need Kitchen Magic. They're local, family-owned, and operated since 1979 right here in Pennsylvania. They have such an experienced team, which has transformed more than 60,000 spaces. A dedicated design consultant is going to work with you on your choices for things like, do you want the refacing or do you want custom cabinets? What does that replacement look like for the cabinets, the backsplash, the countertops? And by the way, they have a plan where, let's say you don't want to change your floor plan or whether you do, that's a nice option. So I wouldn't change my floor plan, but my cabinets, I think they're darker wood, a little outdated. I would love to lighten them up. They can do that. It's It's amazing. And they do a beautiful job. And what about those tub shower conversions so that you get exactly what you want? It comes with an industry-leading warranty. Right now, Kitchen Magic is offering 12 months, no payments, 
no interest financing, and 10% off your entire remodel, whether, as I say, it's your kitchen or your bath or maybe both. Visit KitchenMagic.com and take a tour on there. Look at all the before and the afters. You'll get a great idea for the beautiful work they do. KitchenMagic.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Rolling on live Monday morning. The Dawn Show coming up in just about eight minutes. And we find out what she has in store at the top of the hour and for the next two hours. Yeah, so off the top, you'll hear this. uh, It's a pretty disturbing video, and we'll update you on this as far as a local lawmaker who's a Democrat, and he's reportedly seeking help, but uh, was captured on a viral, a now viral video threatening people. Um, That's according to all accounts, and you can hear it for yourself. We'll play it. But who's primarying him and the Republicans running up against him? But we'll talk about this and focus in on the latest reaction, what's happening with regard to this. And then coming up right at 10.05, we'll have Dave McCormick running for U.S. Senate against Bob Casey. So running against uh, quite a big incumbent and hopefully this time around wins the Senate seat. And also, what are the what's the latest name calling by Senator John Fetterman Wow, he's uh, starting in on some nicknames for Republicans. We'll talk about that one moving forward. In the 11 o'clock hour, we'll revisit what's and update you on what's happening with Trump in court with these documents, that case, but also update you on uh, locally Temple University. There's an update. So we've got a lot going on today. So Fetterman's going to start dishing out and uh, uh, <laughs> providing nicknames for Republicans? I thought Trump had that market corner. No, I think uh, Fetterman... He's got his own little nicknames. Okay. Not very nice. All right. We will have to do a compare and contrast of nicknames. <laughs> Bird brain and sloppy versus whatever Federman comes up with. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, 953 today in music history. What happened on this day in music history? Music history. Today, February 12th, we celebrate the birthdays of Michael McDonald, Steve Hackett of Genesis, and Ray Manzarek from The Doors. One notable single release today is I Don't Care Anymore by Phil Collins from 1983. Notable albums include Rush's Moving Pictures from 81, Eat a Peach by the Allman Brothers in 72, and Brian Adams' debut in 1980. And lastly, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced their 2024 nominees over the weekend. Two quick thoughts, since I don't have time for my complete thoughts on the Hall of Fame as a whole. <laughs> well, don't worry, we'll give you the hour. Mary J. Blige is nominated before bands like Boston, Sticks and Iron Maiden Amen. are actually in the Rock Hall of Fame. Amen. And the only three bands I voted for every day as part of the fan vote are Foreigner, Ozzy Osbourne, and Peter Frampton. For Kale and Company, I'm Phil Lomquist. I, I mean, the reality is, Phil, if you, if you, if you ever feel like you're uh, you know constrained by time, by all means, take the 9 o'clock hour. <laughs> I gotta say, this, this Phil Collins song, I Don't Care Anymore, such a great song. The opening drum, come on. It's kind of emblematic of my mood right now. It sounds like Joe Joe Biden's Super Bowl thing, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> thing back there, yeah. Are you tired of <laughs> snack inflation? <laughs> what does he call it, shrinkflation? Shrinkflation, shrinkflation. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up with who won Twitter today. Who won I'm, Twitter? I'm going to keep this going. Uh, Mike Braun went Twitter. He says, no more Hillary on the radio. She's the most loathsome person to ever speak. I got a lot of tweets like that. So. You did? Yeah. Okay. So maybe we should rethink play uh, playing uh, 
Hillary Clinton on the cut sheet. So no more Hillary, no more View. Uh, what are other some <laughs> other detestable? You're people? taking away all of our content. I know you can't, you're going to kill us, people. <laughs> we got to play the people we don't like. Yeah. All right, uh, that'll do it for us on this Monday. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Uh, enjoy the bad weather overnight, <laughs> and we will see you tomorrow morning at six a.m. As our president would say. If I were smart, I'd say thank you and leave. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.